one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. There's a lot to love about the Star Wars universe. Beloved heroes and villains, fascinating creatures, imaginative languages, incredible vehicles. Even if you're not a diehard Star Wars fan, chances are you can find something to like about Star Wars. If you are a fan, 
There is nothing greater than when a new Star Wars movie teaser or trailer is released online. Social media sites like Twitter become filled with tweets from fans that almost act like beacons of light, allowing us to find others who we can share our excitement with. But with this light comes the dark side of the fandom. It is a darkness that spreads throughout comment sections, fan forums, and conversations at Comic-Con. Now, I'm not talking about critical thinking. Being critical of this franchise we love is very healthy, and it's not the darkness I speak of. No, I am talking about fuming, seething, frothing, fist-shaking, fellow fan-shaming hate. I'll admit it, for many years, a certain Gungan brought out the rancor in me. I'll deal with that in part two of this series. But when I recently watched the documentary about the making of The Phantom Menace, I was surprised by how my outlook completely changed. Learning more about all the work that went into episode one really gave me a new appreciation for what George Lucas was trying to achieve. So that got me thinking. If we learned more about the hated characters of Star Wars and the people who brought them to life, could that change how we feel? Can these characters that have angered fans for so many years ever be redeemed? In this episode, I'm going to try to defuse the rage against the Ewoks. Whether you love them or hate them, consider your listening experience like an experiment, or better yet, like you're a judge. After I present all the evidence to your court of appeals, will you reverse their conviction? Or will they forever sit in the prison of fan hatred? That is up to you to decide on this episode of The Jedi Beat. I'm your host, Jennifer Landa. Yub nub. Eat chop, yub nub. A toe meat, toe peachy keen. Noob dog fling, oh, oh, ah. Before I begin, I must tell you that I am presenting my case from a slightly biased perspective. I have always been a part of the yub nub tribe. Return of the Jedi is the first Star Wars film I can remember watching as a child, and I instantly fell in love with those furry little warriors. Back then, I don't remember many people hating the Ewoks. Maybe it was because most of the Star Wars fans I knew were kids, so they didn't mind the teddy bear warriors. After all, if you own Kenner's Endor Village playset, you were the coolest kid on the block. Plus, the Ewoks had their own cartoon on ABC from 1985 to 1986. That was the show intro you heard at the beginning of this episode. I thought everyone liked the Ewoks, I muttered to myself many times as an adult. It really came as a shock every time a discussion about Return of the Jedi would quickly turn into a wicket and walkling bash session. I had no idea that after all these years, people would love to impale the Ewoks with their own spears and roast them over an open fire. Whenever I ask someone why they have so much hate for the little guys, I get the same three complaints. Number one, they were simply oversized teddy bears and therefore didn't fit the serious tone of the film. Number two, it's not believable that their sticks and rocks could defeat the mighty empire. And number three, George created them to appeal to children so Lucasfilm could sell their merchandise. Let's tackle that first complaint and look at how the Ewoks came to be. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Back in 1983, PBS made a television documentary called From Star Wars to Jedi, The Making of a Saga. The documentary aired in December, the same year Jedi was released in theaters. Side note, if you're a fan of Jedi, you have to check out this documentary. You can find it on YouTube, and it gives a behind-the-scenes look and you get to see how Jabba the Hutt, size noodles were made, salacious be crumbs, speaks. It is 
incredible. Hey, did everybody go to lunch? Back to the Ewoks. They were a concept that was a part of George's from the beginning. Here's George Lucas talking about how he had originally envisioned the Battle of Endor. And as many of you already know, the Ewoks were a lot taller. In the original screenplay, it was a society of Wookiees who uh, had this giant ground battle with the Empire at the end of the film, and also a space battle. They were trained to fly ships, and uh, they were able to take over uh, the Empire. Well, in, in the evolution of the script, I realized I couldn't do this giant battle. When I came to the third film, and the battle was back in again, and I could actually do the battle, uh, I couldn't use Wookiees because I had established Chewbacca as being a relatively sophisticated creature. He could fly spaceships, runs around. He's not, he's not the primitive that he was in the original screenplay. So I had to develop a new kind of Wookiee or a new kind of creature that was primitive, a new primitive society. So what I decided to do was, since they were a, the underdog, so to speak, what I'd do is instead of making them incredibly tall the way Wookiees are, I'd make them incredibly short. And uh, at the same time, to make them look different from Wookiees, I'd give them short fur instead of long fur. George's reasoning about the Wookiees being too technologically savvy definitely makes sense. But there's a part of me that wonders if the Star Wars holiday special had just a little something to do with that change. I mean, let's be real. After that kookiness on Kashyyyk, I think anyone would think twice about going back to Chewie's home planet. I'm getting your message. Are you getting mine? So, the Battle of Endor it was. George Lucas came up with the name Ewok by reversing the syllables of Wookiee and rhyming it with the Native American groups indigenous to Northern California known as the Miwok. It took three artists to come up with the final concept of the Ewoks, and as George said, they were inspired by the look of the Wookiees, but they were also inspired by one of Lucas's family dogs, a Brussels Griffon. Ultimately, George Lucas wanted the Ewoks to be more approachable than the other alien species he had created. He actually advised Jedi director Richard Marquand to, quote, keep them a little cuddly, so we want to hug them a little. When Lucas first saw the Ewok costumes, he thought they had a case of the, quote, terminal cutes. Makeup artist Stuart Freeborn and his staff fine-tuned the Ewok cuteness level, but to Lucas's disappointment, the eyes and mouths of the Ewoks couldn't move independently. Of course, he fixed that in the Return of the Jedi Special Edition by making their eyes blink. Over the years, there have been countless memes and artwork depicting Ewoks being brutally killed in various, and I must say, often creative ways. There have been video rants and endless blog posts about how the Ewoks ruined Return of the Jedi and sullied the Star Wars legacy forever. What I've never understood is how fans could hate the Ewoks so much but still love Warwick Davis. He's the actor who played Wicket in Return of the Jedi. Fans go nuts whenever they see him at Star Wars Celebration. For me, the scene between Wicket and Leia and Jedi is so great because of the physicality Warwick gives his character. He showed such a range of emotions while acting inside a costume that, according to Warwick Davis, he couldn't even see out of. 
The eyes were tinted orange, so it was like looking through dark sunglasses. And when he put on the Ewok head, the heat from his body would mist up the eyes, and he would only be able to see the difference between light and dark. Keep in mind that Return of the Jedi was Warwick Davis's first acting job. In fact, he said that his character's inquisitiveness came from his own natural childlike curiosity. When it came to the physicality of the character, he had seen how his dog at home would react to strange noises by tilting his head from side to side, so he applied that behavior to Wicket. In my opinion, how Warwick Davis approached his character was really sophisticated for an 11-year-old first-time actor, and it's definitely a testament to how talented he is. That Ewok role launched his career, and he went on to star in the classic film Willow and had various roles in the Harry Potter films. Immediately after Jedi, he starred in two Ewok TV films, Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure, and Ewoks, The Battle of Endor. Hey, you know, the Ewok hate was not strong in the 80s. (sighs) It was a good time. I mean, Caravan of Courage was nominated for two Emmys. But maybe you're an Ewok hater listening to this and thinking, I don't care who won what. They still look like giant teddy bears. I get it. If you can't get past their look, then maybe we can redeem them another way. One of the many reasons I love Star Wars is because of all the imaginary languages spoken in the galaxy. Brilliant Star Wars sound designer Ben Burt told MTV in 2013 that George Lucas's vision always included the development of sound prior to shooting, which is pretty unusual. In most films, sound isn't developed until post-production. One of the reasons George wanted it done before filming Return of the Jedi was so that the actors playing the Ewoks and director Richard Marquand would have some idea how to conduct their scenes. Yes. Next, actually. Next. And then the levitation. And then the undoing. In creating Ewokese, the language of the Ewoks, Ben Burt was looking for a sound that evoked the furry creature's playfulness. The sound designer ended up finding a refugee from Inner Mongolia who was in her 70s. According to Bert, she had really been living in the wilderness, by comparative standards to us, all of her life. She had just recently immigrated and didn't speak any English, but she would speak for Bert and his team if she had a little vodka. So, with a little help from alcohol, she would recite folktales in her native language. She earned the nickname Grandma Vodka from Bert and his team, and it was actually many of her recordings that were used for Wicked the Ewok. Ben Burt also recorded people from places like Tibet, Sri Lanka, and India, and over the course of a few months, he ended up collecting five or six of these different languages. In the end, all of them were incorporated into Ewokies. In that Return of the Jedi PBS documentary, there is a great scene of Ben Burt showing John Williams his sound designing process. Here's Burt talking about why he uses real languages to create the imaginary ones in Star Wars. It's, it's easier to get a foreign language and to have someone speak it and make it come across as a real language than just to make one up, because when you make one up, it tends to sound like English, just rearranged pig phonies, right? It tends to be pig line. So what we've done in the past is really just take interesting words and use them. Sometimes sometimes mix Swahili with uh, Chinese or something. I mean, there's, there's no attempt to make it literal. Backwards sometimes. 
Backwards is a limited thing because things are generally can be identified as backwards. Right, right, I see. These are voices that we've recorded and stuff, and uh, it, as if they were just you're in the forest and you suddenly go into the Ewok village and you're just trucking through it. You hear what they're doing. real challenge came when the editors had to match the Ewok voices to their performances on screen. As it turned out, the masks were a little more solid than what everyone had hoped. The characters did not have a lot of flexibility in the areas around their mouths and lips, so the editors had to come up with creative ways around the problem. You tended to put dialogue over the backs of their heads or a side view, Bert said. Fortunately, the people playing Ewoks were very expressive, and that helped a lot in convincing the audience that these sounds were in sync with what was going on. If you look carefully, a lot of it is not really lip sync, but it's body sync. In my opinion, it totally works! In the end, I believe Ben Burt's sound design brings an authenticity to these creatures. Yes, Ewoks are cuddly looking and cute, but... I honestly don't think that that should take away from Warwick Davis's great performance and Ben Burt's amazing sound design. In a 1983 interview with Rolling Stone magazine, George admitted that Return of the Jedi was more for kids. He said his motto for the film was, Dare to be cute. The worst we could do is get criticized for it. I know. I can hear you laughing right now. But here's the thing. In 1983, George's eldest daughter, Amanda, was two. And I believe that fatherhood definitely changed him. As a new mom myself, I can understand why he would want to incorporate characters that would appeal to children. Yes, they'd sell toys. We'll get to that in a moment. But it's also the perfect way for his audience, especially children, to learn about an important message. Which leads to the next common complaint. It wasn't believable that the Ewoks could defeat the Empire. The Ewok battle uh, was one of the main uh, inspirations for the whole project when I first started Star Wars. And it evolved out of my interest in a project I'd been working on uh, at the time about the Vietnam War. That project he was working on was the film Apocalypse Now which he originally was supposed to direct. But the crazy schedule of the Star Wars franchise forced him to drop out, and Francis Ford Coppola took over. One of the more fascinating aspects of that project was the human spirit, the human element, uh, being able to withstand an onslaught of high technology and, and how the high technology had failed The notion that a more primitive society like the Ewoks could take down the Empire was George's subversive commentary on the Vietnam War. George Lucas did not serve in Vietnam because of his diabetes, but he had very strong feelings about the war. According to Chris Taylor's book, How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, George was fascinated by the notion of how a small nation could overcome the largest military power on Earth. In his earliest notes about the Star Wars project in 1973, he wrote that the film would show, quote, a large technological empire going after a small group of freedom fighters. And according to 
George's commentary on the 2004 re-release of Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks were indeed directly inspired by the National Liberation Front, also known as the Viet Cong. No, the Viet Cong did not use rocks and sticks against the U.S. They had highly effective rocket-propelled grenades and recoilless rifles. However, many weapons, including booby traps and mines, were homemade in villages. The materials ranged from scavenged tin can to discarded wire. The sharp spikes they hid in pits could easily disable a soldier. Not to mention, the Viet Cong were masters at moving through and blending into the local terrain. Politics aside, at its core, the Battle of Endor is a story of how a group of underdogs won. It's actually a very classic tale that goes back to the story of David versus Goliath. Even if the odds are stacked against you, you can win against a giant. That is a powerful message, especially for children. I mean, it certainly resonated with me as a child, and it's why the Ewoks are an integral part of that message. As the story's written, without the help of the Ewoks, the Rebel Alliance would not have been victorious at the Battle of Endor. It's fair to say that there are some silly moments between the Ewoks and the Stormtroopers. The Ewok ambush is not gritty or realistic. It is what it is. Little bears attacking men, wearing armor they can barely run in. If you can buy that Stormtroopers are threatening, even though they have terrible aim, then probably can buy the fact that these angry little bears are great warriors. But moments of levity don't ruin a film. It just shows that George had kids in mind when he wrote Return of the Jedi. Which leads us to the final complaint about the Ewoks. George used them to make money. fans and critics believe that by the time of Return of the Jedi, George had become consumed with greed, and money was his driving force behind all his decisions. He's often been painted as if he was Scrooge McDuck swimming in a sea of money. Oh, there's only one thing better than owning a vault full of cold hard cash, and that's swimming in it! People always point to Gary Kurtz's exit in 1980 as proof that George Lucas was turning to the dark side. Kurtz was a producer on A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back, and he has been very vocal about why he parted ways with George Lucas. Kurtz told the LA Times, The first film and Empire were about story and character, but I could see that George's priorities were changing. The toy business began to drive the Lucasfilm empire. It's a shame. They make three times as much on toys as they do on films. It's natural to make decisions that protect the toy business, but that's not the best thing for making quality films. <laughs> Gary Kurtz has become a figure of integrity to the fans who believe that George Lucas changed from Jedi into evil Sith Lord by 1983. George was aware of this criticism, and in that Rolling Stone interview in 1983, he said, A lot of people say the films are just an excuse for merchandising. Lucas just decided to cash in on the teddy bear. Well, it's not a great thing to cash in on, because there are lots of teddy bears marketed, so you don't have anything that's unique. If I were designing something original as a market item, I could probably do a lot better. When the Rolling Stone interviewer pointed out that he is still indeed marketing the Ewoks, George replied, Oh yeah, we market everything in the movie. 
That's what keeps funding the other things we do, the computer research and all the other things. Again, people tend to look at merchandising as an evil thing, but ultimately, a lot of fun things come out of it, and at the same time, it pays for the overhead of the company and everybody's salary. Let's be honest. Star Wars and its toys have always had a symbiotic relationship. We want to relive the movie and its characters, so we collect everything we can, from action figures to mugs to kitchenware. You should see the stuff I have in my kitchen. The Ewok toys were just another piece of merchandise offered alongside countless other things like pencil toppers, Star Wars cookies, and of course, action figures. And the band plays on. You can relive it all with Kenner's Star Wars Return of the Jedi Collection. Introducing Size Noodles and the Rebo Band. Jabba the Hutt action playset sold separately. George Lucas is a storyteller. Telling a good story has always been his motivation. My life is making movies, and I like storytelling, and um, I've got a lot of stories that are stored up in my head that I hope to get out be, uh, before my time is up. And so for me, looking at it, it's just a matter of, you know, how can I get through all the stories in the amount of time I have left? Here's the thing. Like the Ewoks, we also have a tribe. Ours happens to be a community of fans, and we have all gathered around the campfire. And while we may disagree about what film is best, we sure love experiencing this story of Star Wars. So what did you decide? Are you going to give those people-eating furry warriors a second chance? Or does the hate flow through you? I would love to know what your thoughts are, so let me know on Twitter at Jennifer Landa, hashtag Jedi Beat, or my Facebook page. Like I said earlier, this is part one of this series, so stay tuned for part two, the Jar Jar episode. It's gonna be a doozy. This is very, very bad. If you love Star Wars, be sure to subscribe to our Force Center feed on iTunes, Podomatic, or Stitcher, and follow Force Center on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Thank you guys so much for listening and for supporting Ken, Joseph, and I here on the Force Center. And until next time, this has been The Jedi Beat. I was surfing the Star Wars message boards, and Lord, I was shocked to read all the haters down the Ewoks. They say they ruined the first trilogy. Well, they may have been at it for the children, and they may have been comic relief. And it may not make sense that they could beat stormtroopers with such primitive weaponry. But why are you hating on the Ewoks? Tell me, what did they ever do to you? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.